I read an article recently by Andy Crestedina of Orbit Media, and it really made an impact on me. It made me look at influencer marketing differently and collaborate and use influence for SEO. He shared that only 1% of influencers actually create content. And this is the line that actually really grabbed my attention. He said that social is temporary and search is forever. So I chatted with Andy to share his expertise on how to work with influencers for better content and higher rankings. So podcasters, we are speaking to you. Howdy. Welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's take a listen to our chat. Hey guys, I'm excited to have Andy Crestedina on our show from Orbit Media. And I don't know if you guys follow me on LinkedIn, but I shared an article that he wrote that was about influencer marketing for SEO and how to work with influencers for better content and higher search rankings. And so I had to have him on because he, Andy, you just had a different way of explaining it that made me kind of you know, stop and think a little bit. And we all want to top in tap into like social influencers. And that's like, you know, Mm -hmm. the biggest trend alive. Mm -hmm. Um, So what made you write that article? Well, probably 10 years ago, I started doing collaborative content marketing, which we just called at the time, just collaboration. And uh, it was just reaching out to other creators asking for contributor quotes, doing roundups or interviews like this one. And then it all sort of converged and became very widely known as influencer marketing. Collaborative content marketing is just an organic form of influencer marketing. It's not paid where you buy, you know, paid influencer marketing is like advertising, but content collaboration, reaching out to other people, learning from them, including them in your content. You know, this is just, uh, it's something that we've done and uh, for a long time. It's I've learned so much from it in my collaborations. I've made so many close friends and yeah. connections. Um, and so, yeah, it was something that I, I've always done. And I'm also a longtime SEO. So it was fun to help people understand and connect the dots between those kinds of collaborations and higher rankings. Yeah, that's awesome. And I want to um, just say a couple of things that I pulled from the article that really kind of hit home for me. Um, one was that social influencers, um, a lot of them may not publish on their websites, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's all socially related. Correct. Um, and that only a small percentage of influencers, I'll say that 10 times, create content. And you said that's the 1% rule. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this line is like the best ever social is temporary. Search is forever. And I'm like, (laughs) Yes, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, that, and I think a lot of people miss that. I think when people hear influencer marketing, they think of Instagram and they think of uh, fashion, travel, and lifestyle, which yeah. is only a tiny subset of all influencer marketing, of course. It might be the part that you're exposed to most as sort of a consumer or just as a social media user, but B2B social media marketing is about thought leadership, about yeah. expertise, about collaborating with experts nothing to do with Instagram. (laughs) So, and and Instagram is a great example of just how temporary and short lived some of the visibility can be. 
there's not even links in that stuff. I mean, I you're not going to get any traffic. It's not going to attract any subscribers. You might. Um, so, yes, a big part of Google's search ranking algorithm is links from other websites. If a website links to you, that that um, that's a vote of confidence from that website to yours, and True. that that helps, you know, improves your ranking potential for years to come. Uh, a tweet <laughs> does, you know, does does not stay very visible for very long. So uh, there's a big, uh, you know, what would you rather have? You know, a link from an authoritative website mm -hmm. or a mention in someone's social media stream? It's an easy question. Absolutely. And um, like share how influencer collaboration affects SEO. Sure. So I'm writing an article, let's say one I'm working on now. Uh, what am I doing now? I'm writing an article about keywords and intent. Mm. So different keywords have different align with different types of intent. There's three main types of intent. So I know a guy who knows a lot about this. His name is Dan Shore. He actually runs a big podcast, the big SEO podcast called Experts on the Wire. I'm definitely going to reach out to Dan uh, to get his insights to make this a better article. Hmm. Step one, I improve the quality of my article. Yeah, that's good for that's not bad for search. Obviously, it's insufficient. The best articles don't necessarily rank. But I'm also building a relationship with a content creator. I'm reconnecting with Dan. Haven't talked to him in a while. It's a funny example. Hey, Dan, if you hear this, <laughs> thinking of you. But uh, so relation, so having link, having content that's worthy of being linked to. Yep especially original research, because that supports other people's assertions, and relationships with people who create content. That's the 1% you mentioned. These are the, you know, the bloggers, the editors, the journalists, the podcasters, the academic researchers, maybe the event producers. These people make links. They create URLs. Those URLs have content. That content may link back to you. So those are the two key ingredients for growing your site's domain authority without doing any kind of spammy SEO link mm -hmm. building or deliberate digital PR. I'm talking about link attraction. It works beautifully. You just need to have something worthy of being linked to and lots of relationships with content creators. Right. I love that. And of course, what better way to create relationships than be a guest on shows <laughs> and yeah. have guests on your shows? Yeah. Um, that's my favorite part of podcasting personally. So how can, how can we leverage that a little bit more and, and make that the SEO and the influencer side kind of help? Sure. Well, you know very well that one of the top outcomes and goals of podcasting is just networking, relationships, mm. outreach. It makes you more relevant. It grows. It you know it makes you. It put it builds a community around you. You know it leads to friendships, which is the best, right? Uh, so it, that is a format that is like engineered for uh, networking outcomes, which we just said is half the battle, right? Yeah. Link-worthy content and relationships with link with people who with other creators. The other things that you can do just generally would be like, if you're a blogger, stop writing articles without contributor quotes. Never write an article without a contributor quote. <laughs> just put people in your stuff, put people yeah. in your content. It's also good for social media, by the way. I'm not at all down on social media. I'm super active on social media. Mm. Um, and one of the outcomes I love from that is the networking and the relationships. And when you have people and faces and names in your content, in your articles, in your webinars, your podcasts, your blog posts, now you've got someone to mention when you share yeah. Your content. So your content really isn't optimized for social media unless it has people and faces in it. And your network isn't built to grow links to your website and your and support your future rankings unless you're using your content as a networking tool 
to build relationships with other content creators. Mm, that's powerful. Because it's I think a lot, of people, a lot of people don't think of it that way. Like their brains I, aren't trained to kind of think though, like a couple steps ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a diagram in that post you mentioned where I try to like walk backwards from a lead. To get a lead, you need two things, traffic and a conversion rate. To get traffic, social search or email, right? If we're talking about search, you need to rank. To rank, you need two things, authority and relevance. Authority mm -hmm. is links to your website. To get links, you need two things. You need relationships with content creators and you need content worthy of being linked to. So all I did in that piece and talked about this sometimes in videos or in presentations yeah. at conferences is connect all the dots. Yeah. And, and you realize that your leads in the future are based on your rankings, which are based on your links, which are based on your relationships with content creators. And it doesn't take long before you realize your content is a fantastic networking tool, Lindsay, as you know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, when you read something a different way and it just clicks, <laughs> that's what your article did for me. And Good. the way you laid it out, it's like the ankle bones connected to the knee bone. It's like, you really got to like, <laughs> it is like that through all those little steps. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I, again, I obviously think that podcasting is a great connecting tool, but never mm -hmm. really thought about it on a broader scale to say that content, you know, as networking and SEO. Now I want to dive into SEO a little bit more because I know a lot of podcasters really struggle with this area on like using the podca podcast to create content on their website. Some even struggle with that. Mm. Um, but then even further than that, how to SEO that post mm -hmm. to help with the rankings. Um, can you mm. kind of help step, step us through that a little bit? Sure. So first, I think it's worth mentioning that there's that SEO is not just Google and that uh, some of the most valuable SEO for a podcaster would be to optimize the show to rank in iTunes yeah. or other discovery networks. So that's that's a, a big factor um, separate from ranking in Google. Uh, another thing that I would consider as a podcaster is looking at who ranks for the articles already written about podcasts articles that are already ranking Google. This is like PR style SEO. You know, who writes the top, top podcasts for X topic? If you mm. make friends, like that's someone to network with because that person's going to update that article someday. And if your podcast appears on that list for that article that already ranks for that top podcasts topic, then you, that's called barnacle SEO. You've attached yourself to the thing that already is highly visible in search. You're going to need that relationship for that to happen. That doesn't happen by accident. That's, right. that's regular straight PR. But what you're, the heart of your question was mostly about how do you make a, uh, a URL on your website, a podcast show, like an episode uh, ranking Google search. Mm -hmm. that, is, um, that's, uh, that has a special challenge with it because the way that shows flow, they aren't necessarily deeply focused on a specific topic. What, sure. what helps in Google is to make the best page on the internet for a topic. So uh, if you can keep the show narrowly focused on one topic and create a post about it, right? Make it a URL, put the player at the top, but then the article itself, scanning through it, even if you never listen to the, the show, the article itself uh, is justifiably, right? Arguably one of the best pages on the internet for the topic. Like you go that deep into it and- right. Anybody at a glance and, and, you know, the Google algorithm itself would look at that and say, this is an amazing article on the topic. 
Google doesn't care if it's a podcast, if it's a guide, if it's a how-to post or whatever. It's right. just a URL. Google doesn't rank websites. It ranks pages. So it's all just about that URL. So you really have to basically uh, add your podcast to long-form, deep content, totally focused on a specific target key phrase, incorporate all the related phrases, just use all SEO best practices related to the show, related to, um, um, you know, within the piece, within the URL. So the transcription can help. It probably needs a bunch of work, you know, mm -hmm. it to, to morph a trend. Uh, I've tried before. I find it hard to work with the transcripts. So hard. I've tried that too. Um, I used to do webinars for a big SEO company, SEMrush, and they asked me to, they'd send me the transcript and say, you know, let's try to optimize this for a phrase. And you go through it. It's like very dense paragraphs, which don't work well in, you know, it's not a digital content best practice. Uh, it, it's just not easy to adapt them in that way. I would basically embed the podcast on a page that goes way into a topic at, you know, sort of astonishing detail on that. Like that's what works in search. On the other hand, there's one other thing that might work for you, Lindsay, which is optimizing these posts to rank for the guest's name. Right. People search for people all the time. Absolutely. And, and so uh, if you can make that piece a really strong piece just about that person, like if you're really profiling them and you've got a lot of answers and to questions and about their background and they just, you know, your page is a strong page on the topic of the guest, uh, it could very well get visibility from that. Maybe not all of them, but, uh, you know, a subset of those posts for those shows that you do on those people mm -hmm. uh, may have a lot of uh, durable visibility and get views and listens for years. Yeah, that's great insight. And I guess it, it depends on, like you said, how niche down your topic is mm -hmm. um, and what show notes that you're going to get out of it or information. Um, and same with if the person is like a well-known person that you can tap into their influence, people are searching their name. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for some clients I've gone, okay, that person used their name, not the topic because mm -hmm. um, it just makes sense. Um, so like, I know you need show notes, but you're mm -hmm. saying go even deeper than the show notes or what was covered in the podcast, but to go the extra mile and have more content written to speak to that topic specifically. So for instance, having you on, would it make sense to have, you know, an article that you've written, like almost like have them get, have a guest blog kind of built in on that topic? Yeah. So let's say this, um, uh, we turn this podcast into a show about, uh, you know, an uh, article um, about you know, organic influencer marketing for podcasters. That's a niche topic for which mm -hmm. is probably not tons of competition. Uh, I'd have to do some analysis to check. Yeah. It takes a few minutes to figure out if you have a relative, like a reasonable chance of ranking. But if that became uh, the title, if that went into the header, and if the body text of that article was of a similar length to the other pages that rank for that phrase, if it went into similar detail, answered the related questions, touched on all the related subtopics, mm -hmm. to do that, you might want to grab chunks of the article that we've been talking about from my site, put some of the images on there, uh, invite me to link back to that from my piece, mm -hmm. which I could easily do, right? If you're a podcaster, click here to, you know, conversation Andy had with Lindsay about the relevance to podcasters. So yeah, you're going to um, take excerpts from other things and go deeper into the topic. It's going to have subheads. It's going to have a couple hundred words. It's not, it's not just show notes. Show notes are usually just links. I mean, 
Um, Google doesn't care if it's a show note or an article, but the point is uh, Google rewards deep text-based content right. that provides thorough information on the given topic. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're, that's table stakes. Yeah, that makes sense. And because I've seen so many different styles of show notes or podcast mm. post pages. Some mm-hmm. have, you know, bullet points, some a written summary, some the transcripts, which I'm not a fan of. I do love the timestamps because it's easy to click on a link and yeah. listen to a portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, I guess it like, would it depend on your goal? Cause some people are more focused on like making sure that someone engages with the podcast and listens. So those timestamps are really helpful. Um, I guess some people are more focused on the SEO part of it. So need that rich content in there to rank, like, are there like, are there rules of like what you should do when? Well, I love that question because it, it saves the, the listener to this episode, like the, the potential loss of a lot of time doing a little bit of SEO on a bunch of stuff. I would not do a little bit of SEO on a bunch of stuff. SEO is really about, is this URL one of the 10 best pages on the internet? If it's not a phrase people are searching for, if it's never going to, like, it's never going to be as deep as those other, those other pages, then free yourself of the consideration. Like, don't worry about it. Forget SEO. Just maybe it's a small set. Maybe it's like one in 10 shows that you do are things where you did a little bit of keyword research. You see that you have a chance of ranking. The guest is going to go deep into that topic and you make that page, right? Or you turn some of your old shows into long form articles in a different place on your site. Right. So it's not really about the podcast or not a podcast or what is this? So there's no such thing as sprinkling keywords around. There's no <laughs> such thing as a little, you know, everything's a little bit optimized. No. Yeah. It's it, it really, all that matters is that you made what is like, if Google was the judge and your audience was the jury, you could say, this is clearly one of the best pages on the internet. It's an obsession with quality that the best SEOs have They're when I, and only maybe half of the article, I'm, I'm a 20 year SEO, but it's only maybe half of the articles I write that are even seriously optimized. The other ones, yeah. who cares? Who cares? I'm not worried about it. Right. But the ones that I am optimizing, I am like deliberately working my butt off, spending 10 plus hours to make one of the best pages on the internet. Mm. That's the obsession. It Because if it's, I mean, if it's the 50th best page on the internet, who cares? It's going to be on page five in Google. You know, right. There's no, there's no trick to it. We're, you yeah. just have to go all in or don't go. It, that, it's, it's really yeah. liberating when you, once you realize that. No, that is super helpful because like as content creators, it's easy to be, feel like you have to do everything all mm-hmm. of the time. No. And it's like, yeah. you're like, oh my God, how am I possibly going to get this no. done? And, yeah. you know, and then an arm and a leg to like contract out for everything. No, um, yeah. it, it can feel a lot. So that actually was extremely valuable and that, you know, pick and choose your battles. So yeah, I, absolutely. So important. I, I feel terrible. It's like journalists 15 years ago, their editors came and told them everything's got to be optimized. Like, what? This is a news piece. No one's searching. This is not, that, that's right. not what this is about you know, or my friend who has a greeting card site. And she said, you know, I want to rank for birthday cards. So I put the word birthday on 25 pages. What? what? Like, no, that's not just, if you want to rank for a phrase, ask yourself, what is the best URL on your website for that phrase? Now go look at that page and ask yourself, would, is this legitimately one of the best pages 
online yeah. for the phrase. Like if, if not, if you don't answer yes to both those questions, then, you know, promote your content through other channels. There's yeah. more to life than search. Yeah. Or just have a different goal for that page. And it's yeah. to have call to actions on it, have whatever yeah. the timestamps, get people to engage in the content. And, and if you collaborated with an influence on it, influencer on it, or it was at an interview piece, you, promotion's partly built in. It's not like you're completely ignoring content promotion. Yeah. You're collaborating, which is half the battle anyway. Yeah. Thank you so much for simplifying things. You have like a way with explaining stuff. I don't know what it is, but it, it, uh, it helps. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm still learning myself every day. Right before this call, I was working on a YouTube description, asking myself some of these same questions. Yeah. Like, is this thing ever going to show up anyway? Why am I trying so hard <laughs> on this description? It's like a show notes thing, right? So, I know, totally. I, I, I feel you. And I don't know that there's a right answer. Thanks I to the know. encouraging words, but I, uh, we all struggle with these things. Yeah. And, but again, like when we're so overwhelmed and especially the listeners and podcasters, people that are new in this space, just to have that overwhelm kind of like, whoo, okay. And simplify mm. it with terms that we can actually understand and follow. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so how can people, um, I'll obviously have a link to the original article, um, that made me stalk you and find you and have you on my podcast. Um, but how can people find, um, more about you and how you can help them with SEO? Well, uh, my company orbit media is a web design company, so we don't really do SEO as Mm. a separate service. You're just Um, really good at it. Uh, it's how we, yeah, it's just something I've, yeah, it's a problem I've had my whole life, right. Or these (laughs) last, my whole career. No, but um, orbitmedia.com uh, is where I write an article every two weeks. Yeah. So if you want to uh, see the latest in our thinking or see a step-by-step process with screenshots for some of the more interesting, complex, effective digital strategies, um, sign up at Orbit Media and you'll get an article from me once every two weeks. That's our frequency. And, and um, uh, I don't think I need more than that. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> it's hard to do these things. Every article is like a 10-hour content project. So... Uh, you are like a master just... content creator. I have to tell you, uh, kudos oh. to you. Yeah. So out there, read what Andy writes, <laughs> watch what he says. Um, you definitely have a lot of insight to offer. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this yeah. was a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.